It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Forget what you heard. Yeah, boy! <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Forget What You Heard. I'm Aaron. And I'm Luke. I'm so 3008. You're so 2000 and late. Cool. Today we're going to get in on some NBA Conference Finals action. Just touch on it here and there, see what's going on. Feel the pulse of the NBA. But more importantly, we're going to do some fantasy foosball, baby. Some mm. fantasy football, man. We're going to get it started. We're going to roll it up. We're going to get this party started the right way. But first and foremost, how you doing, Brother Bear? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for asking. I'm excited to be here today, man. Hey, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. Conference finals, a lot of basketball stuff, very interesting it's looking a little rough out there for Dallas. I'll go ahead and throw that out. But first of yeah. all, shout out Justin Thomas, man, for winning that PGA oh, Championship yeah. 2022. Heck of a comeback. Heck of a Sunday afternoon. But I also want to give my condolences to Mito Pereira. Because, man, he had it in the books going into Sunday. And he dropped the ball on 18. Double bogey. Very sad. Very unfortunate. But shout out to Justin Thomas, man. He's a real champion. And he's a good golfer. I just want to get that in there before we talk basketballs. He finally washed his mouth out with some soap. Justin did. Sure. Serves him right. Give him a sandwich. All right, yeah. Let's jump right into the NBA, the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami-Boston, man. Yes. Miami took the last game 109-103. They now lead the series 2-1. And with that game, I'm impressed by Miami being without Jimmy Butler for a whole half. <clears throat> I mean, uh, Boston made a little comeback here and there, got close, got within, you know, two points. But uh, we needed to see the, the knight in shining armor, and his name is Bam Adebayo. And he came through, and he came through in a big moment. And that's what big players do. That's what clutch players do. Shouts out to Bam, man. Yeah, huge game for Bam Adebayo. Uh, he's the best center left in the playoffs. And the fact that he finally realized it in that game three um, was huge. They needed him to step up. He's their, their best player with Jimmy out. And uh, it's just nice to see him be able to do that because he's got that silky smooth jump, mid-range mm-hmm. jumper. I'm going to tell you, man, that mid-range <coughs> jumper reminds me of a young Kevin Garnett. Bam! Do-do-do, let the boys be boys. Yes, sir. But for the Celtics, man, 
I mean, oh. Tatum hasn't been doing very Dude, well. Let's get into Tatum, man. Some some games he's a Hall of Famer. This some games he's Bonds. You know, what is what like? What are you? Where do you put Jason Tatum at right now? Like, is he too inconsistent for you? Is it just you know one game? What's going on, man? What are you thinking in that head of yours? No, I don't. I think it's just one game. Uh, I mean, it was a very very bad game. Don't get me wrong. But he, it's weird because Tatum will have games like this, though. You know, it's it's not like out of the ordinary for him to go four, thirteen, six turnovers. Like we've seen that before. The inconsistency is definitely still part of his game, and I guess that's why he's not able to, you know, be claimed as like a superstar. I mean, would you consider him to be a superstar right now? Probably not. But yeah, I'm not. I'm- I mean, Jalen Brown, dude, I mean, he went... Yeah, he wasted a 40-burger 40, from Jalen 40 Brown. 40 points, 9 rebounds, which is... And then Marcus Smart, before he went out, he was making a big impact. But that ankle injury looks pretty serious, so he might miss some time. But I think it, the injuries have been the key part for the Celtics so far. I think Robert Williams, Al Horford, Derek White, and Marcus Smart have all missed at least one game. So, I mean, that's those are some big pieces, especially Al Horford and Robert Williams. Those are guys playing up against Bam out of the bio. Yeah, I don't – I think Rob's back for game four, but I yes. think – I don't – I didn't see Marcus Smart's injury, but it doesn't look, look bad. Too, doesn't look too good. He's been struggling. With, has it been the ankle for him? I think Just it was. Yeah. yeah, so ain't looking good for him. This series is very interesting. I don't know who – it's up in the air for me uh, – I still don't know. I mean, I'm. Uh, I think Boston's the better basketball team, but you know it's basketball, man. It's a series, man, and Miami isn't going to give up. You know, Kyle Lowry's back. Jimmy Butler, I think, will play. Um, and if Bam keeps, you know, you know his side of the bargain up, man, they'll they'll be tough to beat. Yeah, that's what makes the NBA playoffs so hard to predict, because like. There's so many what ifs. There's so many burning questions when it comes to what's going to happen the net following game. You know, do we see Bam Adebayo do 30 points again? I don't. Where it's very uncertain. Is Boston going to come back healthy? Who knows? Is Kyle Lowry going to be able to keep up what he did in Game Three? That just what that's what makes the playoffs so interesting. Is just like every game is so different. Every game you get different crazy performances or you know bad performances. It's just so playoff basketball and you just have to watch it to really see what's going on yeah another interesting thing about nba playoffs is you know the microscope they put on we as people as viewers put on a single game you know you could you know after the wiggins game for the warriors you're like dang is he you know good like we put so much emphasis on the last game played and then it's just it's wiped away from a, another single game. Just a performance from a single game can be like make you talk for that day in between the next game, and you're like, you know, it's kind of crazy how, you know, you know, we kind of do that. But that's just the the way it works, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, just looking at like Boston is the better team. I think that's kind of pretty obvious at this point. I just think game three. I think the Celtics kind of like slip away. But, I mean, I'm going to give credit to Miami because they played terrific. Their defense was probably the best defense I've seen so far. But, I mean, the Celtics shot 16 more free throws. 
Jimmy Butler didn't play in the second half, and they just the Celtics just couldn't get it done. I mean, Tatum has to step up in those moments. I mean, he has to. I mean, he's their best player. So they also got off to like a horrible, one of the worst starts ever. I think it was what twenty four to six, twenty four to eight. Yeah, they were down by. Uh, 21 at one point in the first yeah. quarter or something so that's the worst way you could start a playoff game and i mean it shows too like to play that bad um tatum only scoring 10 points six turnovers and only lose by six yeah i think yeah it's a, it's gonna be a uh knockdown drag out series yeah it's just hard yeah i don't know we could see it because i mean the celtics have done this before you know they've won they've won the first two rounds they won like game seven last year against the Heat in the second round and then they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals they did to the uh, Milwaukee and uh, I don't know I just for them being so good but we've known in the past that they have like fallen apart in the playoffs like it's just hard to see what's going to happen but I mean they're too good of a team to not win this series to be completely honest defensively the star power they have the coaching so, I don't know. Do you have so the Celtics winning Game Four? Yeah. Okay, me too. I do. Uh, I think Jason Tatum has a bounce back game, and we all forget about the stinker he just laid. Yeah, I think they're six and a half point favorites. If I'm not mistaken, I'd probably take the points, man. I'd probably take it. I don't know, man, but something about playoff Jimmy, man. Is he back? I guess he's back now, huh? Yeah, I would. I think he's gonna be back, but that guy is a different animal, man. You can't count on my. That's the reason you can't count out Miami. Is playoff Jimmy is a whole different animal than regular season Jim. You can't count him out, man. You really can't. And just the the defense that they have, the turnovers that they force, they're just. I mean, they're a menace too defensively. But yeah, we're gonna move on to the Western Conference Finals. Yes, sir. Which is all but over. Oh, okay. I think that's fair. 3-0, series lead for Golden State. I mean, I think, uh, well, I saw this coming, not to toot my own horn or anything, but Dallas just isn't enough, man. It can't be Luka and the boys. It's going to be Steph, Clay, Draymond, uh, uh, your boy Andrew Wiggins. And I want to, you know, um, take a moment and talk about Andrew Wiggins a little bit. I on the last podcast I called him a brick shooting fart stinker. I said he stunk. Yeah, um, he's had a really good series. Um, twenty-seven points. Twenty. Yeah, last game was really good. Um, it's just he's the biggest enigma in the NBA. But I think the best place for Andrew Wiggins was going to the Warriors. Okay. I think the worst thing that happened to Andrew Wiggins was getting going to Minnesota instead of Cleveland. You think he would have been better off in Cleveland? I think his his destiny would have changed. Okay. I think if he would have been with LeBron and kind of worked worked on his work ethic, but he went to Minnesota, which is kind of a crapshoot of a place, or it used to be. They're starting to change the culture, but you know how Minnesota used to be, and he. He was a young kid. He didn't know how to handle NBA. But I think the 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 trade to the Warriors has helped him understand basketball. Yeah, he's inconsistent. Yeah, sometimes it looks like he doesn't have a pulse. You know, sometimes you forget he's on the court. But 
um, if he can somehow harness this and you know moving forward, he you know he can be a borderline all star guy. I don't think he'll ever make an all star team again, but a guy you'd want on your team, you know, third best, fourth best option. Yeah, I think as much as we kind of dogged on him on the last podcast, I've gained some respect for Andrew Wiggins, absolutely. I mean, I know it's only been three games in this series, but, I mean, it looks like it's all but over. But I think the thing with Wiggins is when, he, when they call upon him, like he's been there for, he's been there for the Warriors in this series. Um, you know, when, when Curry's out, I think Wiggins will come in. He steps up a little bit. But, I mean, offensively, like you said, 27 points, 11 boards, 55% shooting from the field, and then having to guard Luka on the other end. Right. I and think that's huge. He's been pesky. Like, I know Luka had, what, 40, 46. He's had two 40 burgers. But he's just making it incredibly difficult on Luka, no matter what. Like, he just he, he knows what to do, man. He's a good two-way player. I think we are, we're realizing that. And uh, very, very impressed with Andrew Wiggins in the series yeah I think yeah Andrew Wiggins I mean he's so dang athletic that that dunk oh my god! when he baptized Luca that's dunk of the year man yeah if he we see it like twice a year but yeah if he had that you know dog mentality like I'm gonna it, we'd have so many highlights from him right because he's a freak athlete but we only get it every now and again mm-hmm so we got to cherish it while we get it, man. Yeah, 100%. He's Yeah, he's been the biggest player so far. I mean, oh, dude, he's got bunnies on them feet, boy. Yeah. I mean, I know Steph. Steph's been pretty good. Yeah, Clay. Um, Clay's a little weird suspect. He's lost to Steph. Okay. And he shoots a lot. And think, he's not making a lot. But I think you have to, I think that you have to let Clay shoot. But I want to say moving forward for the Warriors, I think their future is bright. In terms of like the young players on the team, yeah, I'm glad they you know they kept, they drafted Moses Moody and they have Kaminga, you know Jordan Poole. If they if they turn out, I mean they could be a dynasty, you know, and then just have like slowly phase out Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and have the next James Wiseman still there, All right? Or they could package James Wiseman and one of those Kaminga Moses for you know. Maybe a Brad Beal or something, something like that. They they have so many options, and they have a good front office. I think they have a lot of things going on in Golden. I think they'll be around for a long time. Yeah, it's funny you brought up James Wiseman. I mean, I love the player. I'm not wishing him any any bad, but uh-uh. they drafted James Wiseman over Lamelo Ball. What if Lamelo Ball was on Golden State? How crazy would that be? I don't know how it would look. That would be insanity. Though. I don't think he'd be putting up the numbers he's putting up on the Hornets. No, 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 he absolutely would not. But just, like, the type of player LaMelo is now, like, looking back, like, they could have had a – he probably wouldn't have been an all-star type of guy. I don't know how guy, well he would have fit. But he would have definitely been an impact player, 100%. Maybe. You don't we, think he we, would? We still don't know about James Wiseman, dude. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm not – yeah, I'm just saying, the fact that we've seen LaMelo and we haven't really seen Wiseman, it's just, like, it would be crazy to see – like what? What would the Warriors look like if they had Lamelo instead of James Wiseman right now? I, I can, don't know. I compare James Wiseman to Bam Adebayo. I don't think so. Am I wild for that? Yeah, I think he's. I mean, it sounds like he's been like practicing his shot, and like he's gonna be more of like a three point shooter, maybe like a Jaron Jackson. I guess he he's got that type of ceiling to be like Jaron, like all defensive team. 
he can shoot shoot the three a little bit. And on the other side of the fence, like for Dallas, they're not too far away from being a real contender. No, 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 no. They just need, like we, we've been talking about it, they need another star. Yep. I mean, I don't know. Do you think they re-sign um, Jalen Brunson or they let him walk? I let him go. I'm gonna be uh, this Jalen Brunson season right now or this playoff run seems like a career year type of feeling to me. I don't know, dude, because I mean, game three he didn't, he wasn't much. I know game two he had a nice little game, but I mean he's good, but like, is he? Can he be that number two? I don't think so. Would you compare him to Malcolm Brogdon? See, I I think Malcolm Brogdon's better. Where is Malcolm Brogdon? Is he on Indiana? He's on Indiana. But, like, Brogdon on Milwaukee was better than Jalen on Dallas. Do you remember that, Brogdon? Yeah, didn't he? He won Rookie of the Year. He won Rookie of the Year. and he'd ha- he, The difference between Brunson and Brogdon is Br- Brogdon can have those 10 to 12 assist games. Brunson, so, so can Jalen, can he? I mean, he he's might have had a few, but I think he's only averaging, like, four assists, four rebounds. Yeah, but... But Luca has the ball. That's also true. Ninety-five percent. But I think Brogdon's also a much better shooter. But I do. I like to compare. I think the comparison's fair. Yeah, I, I just think Dallas needs to make a splash, and whether that be what, what. I have another question. NBA. This has nothing to do with conference. I guess it does. I mean, the Phoenix Suns are out. DeAndre Ayton looks like he's on the move. Where would you like to see DeAndre Ayton? I think we've talked about this. Uh, I think for DeAndre Ayton and I, and I think for Dallas, it's a perfect match. I mean, if, if I'm Ayton, I don't know if I necessarily want to play there, but I'm just saying, like, I think the match between Ayton and, and the Mavericks is perfect. They don't have that, that anchor down low. I mean, we saw Kevon Looney had, what, 21 and 10? They can't rebound. The they Mavericks. can't rebound. They don't. Dwight Powell's a pushover on defense. Maxi Kleber is a backup five. Put Boban in there. Do something. I think. Because Aiton's not like a ball-dominant guy on offense. Yeah, you can give it to him in the low post, whatever, do your thing. But he, he just provides that anchor, a good rebounding center. He's young. He can kind of grow up with Luka. But he's not egotistical that I know that we well, know of. He might be. He might be, man. But is he Kristaps Porzingis level? No, no, no. Probably not. No, yeah. but uh, that, that's a really good point, the defensive thing, because it looks like the Warriors – when in doubt, go to the basket. You're going to get an easy basket because there's no Shoot one scared. Who's under there? Davis Bertans? Yeah. Come on, man. They don't They don't have that. Boban can barely stay on, get off the bench. He can barely stand up. Yeah. Um, what about uh, DeAndre Ayton to the Pistons? DeAndre Ayton to the Pistons. And, and trading the fifth pick. And Plumlee, right? He would have to go probably. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Stewart? I like Isaiah Stewart for the long term, for sure. But, but like, pairing him with Cade Cunningham. Yeah, I think that's it. That and would be trading fun. the fifth pick. For Aiton? Yeah. And, like, Jeremy, Jeremy Grant in the fifth pick or something? Something like that. Because uh, he's young. Cade's young. If I'm the Pistons, I don't think I'm doing it. But I think it's a good. it would be a great match. I kind of like it. Like, I yeah. like them growing up together. Yeah, I like it, too. I do like that fit. But if I'm the... If I'm the Pistons, I don't know if I'm trading picks. I'd probably be looking to gather picks. Oh, shoot. Yeah. We forgot, man. Huh. The draft lottery. 
We could talk about that too. Yeah, let's get into that, man. But I, well, let's stay on Dallas right quick. All right. I think their uh, role players are fine. Like Reg, Reggie Bullock's had a terrible game. He was 0 for 10, 0 for 7 from 3. But I mean, he's fine. Like off the bench, three point shooter. Dorian Finney Smith, I have a huge crush on. I think he's an awesome player. Maxi Kleber. And Spencer Dinwiddie. Like these are solid role players on a winning team. They just need that second. I second and third star. Maybe let Jalen Brunson walk. Go get a go get a guy who can be your third guy and then go bring in a superstar somehow. Yeah, I'm somehow. trying to wrap my head around who who could they bring in. What about like Rudy Gobert? It's Maybe not, not as a number That's not moving the needle for me, man. Maybe not as like the the, the number two star, but as like the defense like the center that can come in, he can play, be the defensive anchor, do all the things that they're lacking right now. But, but then go get you know a star. Okay, if you two. if you pair Rudy Gobert with some someone else, yeah, like he would be your number three. Like yeah. let Jalen Brunson walk. You maybe trade, sign and trade him for a star. That could be pretty scary if you had a Rudy Gobert and a yeah. stud. That's a that's a contender. Yeah, I mean, shoot, man, they're in the conference finals with Luca and boys. You know yeah, what I, mean? I mean you were you were you were spot on with that. I mean it's basically Luca. It is dropping it's forty, losing. But I mean, you can just watching the game. Like he just doesn't have the support. But he's a absolutely amazing player. Uh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, lottery and what happened. All right. Orlando Magic got the first pick. Unfortunately, you got the second pick. OKC. Rockets got the third pick. All right. Kings got the fourth pick. Correct. Fifth pick. Detroit. They fell. That kind of hurts. It's all right. But, uh, yeah, it was exciting for the Rockets to get one of them top three picks so you can get one of them top three boys. You know, there's uh, Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, Paulo Banchero. Banchero? Yeah. Luke, talk to him. What do you want to know? Who do you want on the Rockets? Who do you want the Rockets to draft? Uh, I would be fine. I think number three is a perfect spot for Houston. Like, I mean, one is obviously the spot you want to be at, but if you're not at one, it's probably be, be better at, to be number three than to be number two just because you won't have to pick between, you know, Chet or Jabari or Paulo and Jabari at number two. I'm glad we're the third pick. I don't want that pressure of the first and second pick yeah i don't i wouldn't i think number three is fine i mean i'd love to be number one but personally for me i have fallen in love with paulo bancaro i want him to be a houston rocket more more so than jabari more so than chet um and it's crazy because i had paulo as my number three a while back on the pod a few months back but i mean dude he would be such a perfect match for jalen green like it would just be cash money, run it to the bank. He uh, he's an, he's a freak. I mean, honestly, he's he has the highest floor in the draft, and I think he he's an all star level player, dude. I mean, I I'm fine with uh, all three of them really, but I don't think Chet Chet's gonna fall to the Rockets, but it could be Jabari or Paulo. But I'm hearing Jabari I won. I think Chet has a more possibility to fall than Jabari right now. Jabari's going number one. That's what they say. they're they saying, Orlando, yeah. I've heard that, too. 
But I would take, personally, I want Jabari Smith. Really? Yeah, I like Jabari. Why? Uh, I like his shooting stroke. I like what he brings on the defensive end. I like his length. Um, I like his attitude. Okay. Um, I just really, I the, I think the the sky is the limit for that young man. Paulo, yeah, I, everything you said is true. He's got the highest floor. He's a capable scorer. Um, his shot's kind of janky to me. Um, Jabari's smooth. I don't think, you know, that's like a KD form. I love 6'10". He's slender. He's quick. Um, I just, I don't know, I'm falling in love with Jabari. Like, uh, But it's all the things you're telling me makes it seem like Jabari Smith will not be there at three. Like, he's just kind of like, he's turned into this, like, prized possession to where yeah. he's just got all these intangibles, all these physical traits. And, yeah, and I mean, his floor, in my opinion, is like a six foot ten Michael Bridges, like a great two way player. He can shoot the three. Three and D. Three He'll and D. He'll come into the league and be three and D immediately. Yeah, like is, his floor, but his ceiling is could be KD like. Kawhi Leonard. You know? Kawhi Leonard, yeah. But um, I have nothing. I would not be mad at the rockets if we drafted paulo like whoever give me paulo whoever we whoever falls to us i'm going to be really happy with and i will fall in love with him i'm just my personal preference right now i know at the beginning i was big paulo in the beginning what happened um i don't know i don't know really what it is well i can't really put my how are you falling off but i'm falling in that's what i'm not i'm trying to figure out i don't think i've fallen off i've just taken a step back and I'm, I, but you had Paulo number one. You had Jabari two, Chet three. Mm-hmm. But now you're kind of like Jabari one, Chet two, Paulo three. I, I don't. I like. I think Paulo to me is he has the same charisma and attitude and confidence as Jalen Green. I think they're very similar in that way. Thinking they're the best prospects in the draft. They have a big, you know, a lot on their shoulders <coughs> to where they want to prove people wrong because people are doubting them and. I just it would just be so fun to see because they're both super exciting, and I think like Paulo's a good all around player. Like I think he can be a good defender too. He's got he's what six foot six foot. I 10? don't know if he's a good defender. Maybe I think he, he can, can be. be. Maybe that's what I meant to say. I don't know. Maybe so he has like flashes of like Carmelo Anthony to me. Is Blake Griffin kind of similar to him in a way? No. Maybe not. I think the he has a more po- polished offensive game than Blake had coming okay. out of college. Uh, maybe the build, but he's like Carmelo. He's kind of like an ISO guy. It seems like uh, goes one on one. I don't know if he's that type of score shooter. Not, yeah, he's definitely not. Because like, Melo he, at Syracuse was knocked down. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't. I see some of that in him, but uh, Jabari, I'm not really sure what I see. I don't really know what I see, but I like what I'm looking at. Man, it's like looking into the mirror. Yeah, he he's an enigma. I think you mentioned that. Uh, I don't know if it was Paulo, but I think Jabari is because he's not super athletic. I mean, yeah, he, he he's athletic, dude. Yeah, but he's not like a freak. I mean, he's, he's not freak. He's not Andrew Wiggins' yeah. bunnies, but he's. I mean, but that's what he's makes six him, foot ten. Yeah, exactly. That's what makes it so weird because like he's six foot ten, but he's like athletic enough to handle the ball. He's athletic to dunk on people and stuff, but he's not. He's like he kind of. He's not like super fast. I mean, obviously he's six foot ten, but I just don't know how it's going to translate into the NBA game. I mean, he's got a great post up turnaround jumper. The mid range game's nice, 
But is he, to me, like, is he going to be limited offensively to, like, a catch-and-shoot, three-point shooter? Kind of like a Michael Bridges. Is he going to be, like, limited offensively? That's my concern. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. But it, is that a reasonable outcome, though? Uh, if, if that's an outcome, that's a fine outcome. Okay. Um, but I think he's more of a he, – he'll get his. Like, Mikel, I don't think, looks for a shot. I think Jabari – will look for a shot and okay. he he can get his shot over anyone really. Um I'm just glad we get a piece of the pie, man, honestly. If we would have gotten the fourth or fifth, man, I don't know if I'd be here, man. I don't know. I probably would have raged, man, and quit the podcast, hung up the microphone and sat around for a while, man. The only problem I have with I want to talk about Chet. So if, if the Rockets end up getting Chet, what does that mean for Singoon? Cuz I mean it's a four. But would you would you play? Maybe Chet could play the four, but he's got to be down low on defense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that would work. But it, we would make it work. I mean, Singoon's twenty. He still can learn. Like he's still learning. He can learn how to. And the way that Singoon thinks and plays, he can play with anyone. I think. Like I think he's like a Swiss Army knife kind of big guy. But you don't think that would create like a like issues? Like I'm a big fan of drafting the best player available. Like if Chet is available, I'm taking him at three one hundred percent. But yes, in terms of like playing together, like one of them's probably gonna like Singoon's gonna be coming off the bench. And they're gonna be staggering minutes. Like I don't know how many minutes you could play them together, which is my concern because like you mean long, defensively or offensively? Both, just on the court together at the same time. Why can't they? Because is, is Alpha Perun going to be guarding the four on defense? What if the four is a, a like a stretch four playing outside? Al Perun needs to be down low. He can't, I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Chet's going to be the anchor on defense. He's going to be down low on defense. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a interesting, but I don't think we're going to, I don't think Chet's going to fall. I know, I'm just, I'm a little worried about that happening because I want Al Perun to be the guy. And that's why, like, I mean, it, Having a lineup with like KPJ, Jalen Green, Jay Sean Tate, Paulo Bencaro, and Singoon, super young, super athletic lineup would just be awesome. Just to have that lineup for like four to four years. What about with Jabari in there? <laughs> I'm I'm telling I'm I'm Team Paulo, dude. I want Paulo Bencaro. But you're not gonna be mad if we get Jabari. No 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 no. I'm happy with all three, but. Going into the draft, like I'm, I'm pushing for Paulo Bencaro, but I love all three. Yeah, I mean, I'll be, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I'm glad we're getting a piece of that pie, man. I'm just really happy about that. But uh, when is the draft? Soon, huh? July. July, normally, yeah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Dang, you're so wild. So but, uh, yeah, let's shift gears a little bit, man. You ready? I'm ready whenever you You got ready. your helmet on? Yep. Come on, helmet head. I just can't see out of it. Come on, helmet head. That's me, man. I do it. Let's talk about some fantasy football, baby. I'm excited about this year, man. I'm revving the engines, man. I'm feeling good. Um, we got a lot of things to talk about. A lot, of ch- a lot, a lot of changes. Probably the most changes since I've been around, since tw- uh, 2010. I believe is when I started my career, maybe before that. But, um, boy, how if you're a fantasy football, you know, player, we got uh, we got a good year coming up, man. There's a lot of hidden gems. There's a lot of gems right in front of us, and there's a lot of diamonds in the rough, dude. Yeah, fantasy football is by far and away the best fantasy sport game you can play. And um, it's very serious, but fantasy football is for fun. I just want to throw that out there, man. Yeah, you can you can talk like that and you know say it's for fun. But it that, is, man. But when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of it, man, it's stressful. It it's heartbreaking. It's crying yourself to sleep. It's you know sitting on the toilet wondering what you're doing with your life, who's who to start, who to sit. It's a lot of uh, yeah, but that's it's what makes me- it fun, it's, dude. It's mental gymnastics, man. Let's not beat around the bush. If you're about this life, you got to give it a hundred ten. No, and- I mean when I say fun, I don't mean like take it easy or you know don't take it serious. Take it serious, but like at the end of the day, it's just for fun. Like you're just watching football, you're getting points for it. I like I want this podcast. I want to be this information to be fun. I don't want it to be. You know, something crazy. I'm not trying to get crazy on it. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to think about it. I wish I thought, like, if I could think that way for fantasy, it would make life a lot easier. But for me, man, I'm making business decisions, man. I'm, I'm buttoning up the suit and I'm making the business yeah, decisions. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. I take fantasy serious as any other person, man, guaranteed. Fantasy football is the number one fantasy sport, but what is the number two fantasy sport? <laughs> In your opinion, fantasy pickleball is that a thing now? Nah, probably it's fantasy baseball, man. <clears throat> fantasy baseball precedes fantasy football. It's been really? it's been going on when people were doing it with pen and paper, man. It's uh it's been going on. It's America's game, man. Baseball since Tony La has been coaching, man. Man, and who knows? Since I don't know, nineteen twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> man, that guy. Uh, <laughs> You guys been around on the blog, man, several times <laughs> around, man. I tell you what, man. But, uh, yeah, it's probably fantasy baseball, and uh, me and Luke are in a league. Yeah, I wanted to ask, man, you recently got back into fantasy baseball this year. What, I think it's been, what, you took like a four-year break at least, right? Has it been longer Let than that? I think five years, I believe, 2017. What? So what is your experience like so far with fantasy baseball? Is it hard having to relearn the players and – the scoring yeah i think i think that's the heart the scoring's not it's like relearning the players like especially pitchers dude pitchers it's uh, everyone's different um 
the batters are somewhat the same. Or I kind of kept up with like who you know. I mean, who's you doing still what. got like you know Freddie Freeman, the older players, Joey Votto, who yeah. were around when you were. I didn't know like the new up and coming guys, but uh, um, I got some young guys thanks to you during the draft. No Bobby Witt, shout out. Okay. Um, but it's been fun, and I'm. I mean, I've been keeping up with it pretty good. And you've learned a lot. I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, I've, does I've, it make the baseball experience? better would you say definitely i think it it makes me uh more interested and invested in mm. you know games all across the league i'm not necessarily sitting down and watching them but like box you know, scores box scores is a big thing for me i, I just it's it's fun it's it fun is. it's ma- it makes it fun I me agree. and luke just had a showdown and he beat me but it was a, <laughs> it, it was, was a barn burner 100 it went down to sunday and it was uh close um but it's it's just fun. Uh, I'm trying to get my pitching staff in order. I'm going through them like um, you know, like uh, wrecked underwear, man. Yeah, it's tough, man. Pitching's hard, man, because they have those blow up games and stuff. Yeah, and I'm, I just keep hitting on those blow up games, and then I change pitchers, and they blow up. It's just a, but it's fun, man. But I gotta tell you something, man. Nothing beats fantasy football. No. Man, come on! That's the that's the OG, that's the top dog. It'll always be. Yeah. Um, I keep. I mean, it's just it's uh, ever since I've played, it's it's blown up. Yeah. In the in the most in recent years, and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's a beautiful thing to talk about and just uh, you know, really dive in and see. Once yeah. you hit on your predictions, or you know what I mean, it's just yeah, fun. especially yeah, having this podcast, we can talk about it give out predictions, give our thoughts on players. Like, it's fun to just, like, release that. Today's the first day of OTAs in the NFL. Everyone, Heck yeah. People are reporting. We're getting practices in, getting down to the nitty and gritty. We're bearing the bun. One thing I've learned the past few years in fantasy football, it's never too early to get ready is what I've kind of learned. It's always nice to kind of check in, you know, follow some of these reports, watch some of these films, you know, who are we getting? You know, we got these rookies coming in. Who's going to perform? So, we're going to bring you some fantasy football content. We don't want to be behind the ball, starting too late, getting y'all not ready yet. We're going to go ahead and release it. First day of OTAs, football's back. Yo, me and Luke are on the same music sheet right now. First and foremost, man, I want to start about some of these burning questions. Ooh, out. I put my hand on the stove. I want to get to know, man, some of these answers. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to see where you're at with some of these things. Blinded by the light. Wrapped up like a squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Heck yeah. First question I'd like to ask, man. Yes, sir. What offense are we sleeping on in fantasy? The next great fantasy team, for example, the Cincinnati Bengals were a breakout fantasy team last year. They had Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow were all very good fantasy players. What team? Do we expect to have this crazy outburst of offensive firepower, heck ton of fantasy points? Who's the team this year? I've got a few yes. in mind. I've got the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, I uh, like bring, that. Yeah, bringing in Devontae Adams. They have Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, Zamir White, if you're into that, because sure. uh, Derek Carr is a good quarterback, and he's going to get those wide receivers involved. I think there's a lot to go around in that offense. I think we're sleeping on it, man. 
You know, people tend to forget Devontae Adams is there. That opens up for Darren Waller. That opens up for Hunter Renfro. We got a lot of Josh Jacobs is a good running back. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I think we could see that surge in fantasy production down there in Las Vegas, man. Rowdy Towdy, Big Booty Looty. <laughs> that was really good, man. I really enjoyed that. Thank uh, you. you said you had a few teams. Yeah, I have another one. Okay. The Indianapolis Colts. Yes. Matt Ryan, plug, play. <laughs> the guy's been an MVP. He's thrown for 4,000 yards. He's You know what we're getting out of Matty Ice, man. I know last year I called him Matty Icey Hot, uh, but that was, uh, that was a little low blow, man. The Falcons didn't have much going on. He's in greener pastures now. He's yeah. got the best running back in the league. Jonathan Taylor, Ooh, imagine how much rich. That, imagine how much that opens up the passing game with that play action. Michael Pittman. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh Paris Campbell. Okay. Mo Alley. Yeah. Jelani Woods. Don't tell no one. Uh they oh the the guy Alan I'm Pierce. Yeah, the guy I'm really uh sinking my teeth into like a vampire in Twilight. It sounds like they're linked to uh, Julio Jones and T.Y. Hilton, so I expect one of them to be there, too. I'd love to see the uh, Julio Jones and Matt Ryan reuniting. Yeah, that would be kind of sweet. And, you I mean, you expect them to, to be a sleeper team, man. So, And uh, their defense. Yeah, I love their defense. If they're always getting the ball back and, you know, Matty Ice has a chance to keep driving that ball down the field, putting up numbers, I like the way that... Alec Pierce, that's his name? Yes. This guy is juicy, man. I don't know what he tastes like, but he's tasting real good to me. Yeah, I mean, his his he's a top 10 athlete. Or to, yeah, top 10% when it, his combine scores and testings. He's like a top 10% athlete of all time. I think there's something there, man, and I don't wear bell bottoms. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, the Colts, I mean, I hate to get in it this early, but they're a contending team for me. I think they're going to be a... I think they're the sleeper team, dark horse team to win the Super Bowl for me is the Indianapolis Colts. I also have another team. Sure. Um, the Cleveland Browns. Okay. If this is an asterisk with D- Deshaun Watson. Okay, I think he's supposed to miss some games. How many? I don't know. I've heard three to four. I've heard six. I've heard the whole season. We just got to wait and see on that call, man. But You said six games? I said I said I've heard three to four. I've heard six. Oh. I've heard full a uh, whole season. Uh, well, let's just. I still like that offense. Uh, I like Amari Cooper. He might be slept on. I like Nick Chubb. I like Kareem Hunt. I like uh, Njoku, David Njoku, David Bell, David Bell. I like Donovan Peoples Jones. I think they have a lot going on. And Deshaun Watson. Uh, people might forget. Yeah, he's a. a piece of poop of a person but man that boy can throw that ball and he's a good football player but uh if i'm taking my personal feelings out of it because he's a scumbag uh he's a good football player and he's gonna produce he produces fantasy we've seen it with the texans when they stunk butt crack you know and he more talent in cleveland good defense also over there uh a good team. I like what they got brewing over there, and I like the assets for fantasy. If Deshaun Watson 
doesn't get suspended a single game, would you draft him as a top five fantasy quarterback? Oh, top five. Oof. Would you take him over Josh Allen? No. Lamar Jackson? No. Justin Herbert? No. Patrick Mahomes? No. Kyler Murray? See this yeah, he top six, something like that. So, that top top five or six. Jalen yeah. Hurts or Watson. Watson. So he would be he would be six. If he's probably. not suspended, yeah. I yeah. Think, I think he's top five actually, yeah. You'd have him over Kyler? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like that too. I think that's one hundred percent fair. I just I don't know, man, with Nick Chubb makes me seem like they're gonna run the ball a lot regardless, but you know what I mean? Like if I Yeah. I mean it's a We've seen their offense. It's a, a lot of running. Run, but run, pass. Yeah. They've had Baker, and Deshaun adds a whole new dynamic to that. And, and they brought in Cooper. And with the like I said before with Matt Ryan, that play action with Deshaun Watson, it's it's going to be pretty scary. And in that division with the Bengals and the Ravens, they're going to have to score. Yeah, I like that, man. I like the Cleveland Browns. I think that's a sleeper team. No one really smells on them or speaks on them. Yeah, I don't want to smell on them, man. Uh, Do you have any? Yeah, I think the most obvious one is the Chargers. I mean, Herbert, Eckler, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen. I think they're all smashes. Toot, toot, I just poot. I think Herbert, I mean, he could be the QB1. I mean, if I'm going to rank them, it's probably Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and then Herbert. Like, that's probably my top three. Um, dude, that guy gets naked and lifts weights. Yeah, dude, and he's getting ripped, man. He's huge again. Yeah, his arms like are the, big. we we saw the swole Justin Herbert this past year. <clears throat> now it's the swoller. Yeah. Can you even imagine that? Not really. I'd give him a kiss. Yeah, he's gonna be in the MVP talks, man. I'm big on Josh Justin Herbert. He's a big reason why I like the Chargers. And then Eckler, I mean, that dude is top five. We can get into that. First round pick. We can get into that. I mean, Keenan Allen's as reliable as they come. You had him last year. And then Mike Williams freaking broke out over 1,000 yards and, what, 10 touchdowns? Would you say Keenan Allen is Justin Herbert's favorite target? Ooh. It is. His favorite? Yeah, probably. Yeah, targets. Mike Williams is the big play guy and touchdown guy. Would it be bold for me to say I'd rather have Mike Williams this year? No, because I'm yeah, – well, it's not – I mean, it's bold, but it's not too bold because I'm leaning – I want do, that big play. I want? Yeah. yeah, I want the big – I want the fantasy numbers. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would always look – I had Keenan Allen, and I would always look enviously on Mike Williams because I look at what he's putting up. He's getting that touchdown. He's getting that 50-yard catch. Keenan's getting the – you know, five catches, 55 yards. Yeah, he'll get yards. you eight for 90, but like, then Mike Williams is getting a six for 120 and a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, that's what I have to go through, you know. Yeah, I can't wait to really break it down and get rankings and stuff, but I really like Mike Williams, Herbert. I like. Is the, he ranked higher than Keenan Allen? Would I do it personally? Yeah. I'm thinking about it. I'm th- I really Half am. Half point PPR? Yeah. I think I think either way, yeah, I do. Mm. Uh, but the Chargers, I think, are an easy sleeper team. Maybe not really a <clears throat> sleeper, but I think that's easy. I think I heard, another yeah. one, I don't know, this might be a little too rich, but the Detroit Lions. 
That's way too rich, dude. Is that too rich? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come on, man. What about the Jaguars? That's... I'm just... Like, I'm... Those two... Actually... Those teams I'm very curious about. About what they can produce. You want to hear my actual sleeper team? (laughs) Yeah, I've been waiting for it. The New York Giants. Yeah, heck yeah, dude. I was waiting for someone to say, man. Daniel Jones... If he can take that step, Brian Dable, I believe in. Like, even if they aren't that as good, I still believe in him as a great head coach. They'll get something going. Kenny Galladay is one of my favorite bounce-back candidates. I think he's much better than what we saw. Like, what if we get a glimpse of the Detroit Lions, Kenny Galladay, Daniel Jones is playing pretty good ball. Rookie Saquon. Rookie Saquon's back. Kadarius Toney. Had showed what he did last year. What if he does that for the whole year? Like, what he just if, got surgery, didn't he? Yeah, and Wandell Robinson is actually a really good player. I'm not going to lie. I was watching some film on him. He's very, very electric. He could be better than Tony, to be honest, but we'll see about that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, they could be I, – I expect them to be better. Like, I like Saquon. I think Galladay – People are really sleeping on him. He could have a pretty solid season. I never thought I'd hear you say that. And then if Daniel Jones is good, like what if he's a top 15, top 12 fantasy quarterback? Come on, man. You're, dude, you're, you're buttering my buns That's right now. That's a sleeper Giants team, man. Dude, I'm sleeping with but, Daniel. Like I said, I for my sleepers, I like to go real deep. I mean, the Chargers were an obvious one, but let's go a little deeper with the, the Giants. I have another question for you. I'm all eyes. What player slash players do you expect to regress from last year? Who's a player you're kind of avoiding based off what they did last year because you thought it was a mirage? Debo Samuel Ooh, is the first name I have written down. Okay. Uh, Drama in San Fran. Doesn't look like he's going nowhere. Um, First of all, the biggest question for me is his health. Can he stay healthy? Is he willing to even do that role anymore in San Fran? He sounded like he just wants to be a wide receiver. And if he ain't getting those carries, he ain't putting up those same numbers, dude. Um, So that one's pretty obvious to me. I don't think he touches what he did last year in terms of if he's not not toting the rock like a running back, then he's back to, you know, not even a top-tier wide receiver to me. Yeah, I like that one because – I mean, it sounds like Trey Lance might get the whole got the start from week one. <laughs> you know, we I mean, Debo was still solid with Trey Lance, but like we didn't see him over a full season. We saw that Debo with with Jimmy G, you know, most of the year. So, 
I mean, who knows? What if Trey Lance comes in, he gets comfortable with Brandon Ayuk, he has a better year, and Debo regresses? Which is definitely possible. So I really do. I like that one 100%. I've got a couple more if you allow me to continue. Yes, please. Ooh, someone just poo-pooed. I'll do it again. Uh, Austin Eckler. Oh, yeah, you're just you're just pump pump pumping him up. I'd but like I'll, to hear it. Let me pump the brakes, bruh. Um Austin Eckler, they drafted a running back Isaiah Spiller. They still have uh Joshua Kelly. Who's do they have another guy? What, Josh Jackson or something like that? Yeah. Uh, I think they want to make sure Austin Eckler is healthy the whole year, which means in my mind he will get less carries. Uh, he went 12 for 12 on goal line carries, which is not going to happen again. Yes, he's uh, still top 10. Top, no, he's a top five running back because of his catching. And he's a good running back. I just think they dial it back a little bit because I think they have their sights on more than just being a good regular season team. Uh, you know, puppy love team. You know what I mean? They want... They have their eyes set on the Lombardi. Okay. You know what I mean? And they need Eckler in the playoffs, and they know this. What? Why do you think they drafted Isaiah Spiller? What did they draft him in the fourth round? Fifth round? Fourth round, I think. Okay, man. Uh, take the little bit of the brunt away from Austin Eckler. And I just don't think he puts – the 12 for 12 is crazy. And he scored – 12 touchdowns is crazy. Uh, but uh, I think we, they dial it back a little bit. Yeah, I respect that. I I mean, it would be hard for him to replicate what he did last year. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Isaiah Spiller is going to get some work. There's no doubt about it because, I mean, he's better than Joshua Kelly and Jackson. Yeah, they've stunk for a while. They Yeah, they haven't really had that true number two, like, good change of pace guy for Eckler, and I think Spiller can be that guy. I mean, I don't think he's, like – Super good. He's not going to be like a stud, but he he's going to be a good backup. He'll be better than their backups now. Yeah, he is. He'll 100%. he'll actually require touches. Yeah, he, yeah. Like he he's a guy who can come and get like 10, 12, 15 carries maybe. But my my issue with this is like, like yeah, maybe they say they're going to d- try to dial Eckler back, but like in that division and and to win games, like for the Chargers to win games and make it to the playoffs, they have to have their best players on the field. Like for the majority of the snaps, like for a lot of for the most of the game, to be honest, and like Eckler's just so special to where like he he's gonna be involved in the goal line. I know twelve for twelve, super efficient, but like what if that instead of twelve it's opportunities, for 12. It's, it's sixteen? Like what if he gets sixteen opportunities and now it's like you know ten, ten of sixteen, and then he's gonna? I mean, he's receiving his next level. Yeah, I mean, I I still have him. I mean, I'm drafting him high. I'm just saying, I don't think he. He's not going to replicate last year. Yeah, he okay. regresses. I respect that. I like that. I got another one for Would you. Would you draft Dalvin Cook or Austin Eckler? Mm, great question. Uh, I'd probably go with Eckler. Eckler or Najee Harris? Eckler. Eckler or Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey. Eckler or Joe Mixon? Eckler. Okay, so you have him like three. Yeah. All right. I have him three, four, five, whatever you want to. But you don't you don't necessarily believe in him. Okay, I got you. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one I have is Tyree Kill. Okay, I like that because uh, he's going from Patrick Mahomes to Tua, um, and that's pretty obvious. Uh, 
he also goes from being, you know, uh, he knows what he's going to get from Patrick Mahomes. We don't know what we're getting from Tua. I just and those numbers he put up were godly in Kansas City, you know, and they and he had some of the best play callers with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. Um, I do like the guy from uh, San Francisco. What's his name? Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I like Mike McDaniel a lot. So he'll whip him up something, but I just don't know if he touches what he touched in Kansas City. But I can't blame him for that. But I just don't think, you know, I think he regressed. And he has to, you know, Jalen Waddle. they're similar in a way. Um, I don't know. I just don't see the same dynamic player and plays from Tyreek Hill this year. Over or under 1,100 yards for Tyreek Hill? Mm, over. 1200 under okay yeah i like that's a good range are you completely out on him or like if, no i'm definitely if he not falls to like I the think, third round yeah i mean i'm not out on him at all um i still like what he i i'm, I'm interested to see how they use him with, he's just not that top three guy yeah he's was. not like the you know the the top tier anymore i think there's three better would you have him three? He's in your top ten. Yes, uh, yeah. But like guys like Diggs, Adams, Evans, Lamb, right in there. You would have him in there. Yeah, because I mean he's the cheetah, man. You can't teach that speed. No, and I mean like you said, I think a lot of times we get scared of the unknown, but I think a lot of risk reward comes from the unknown. Because what if he comes in? He and I mean Waddle's gonna have a great season. I mean Tua loves him. But, like, what if comes in and Tua does take that next step? Like, that's the risk we're taking. And we see, you know, I'm, similar I mean, to what Patrick Mahomes was doing. I'm happy to take that, that unknown and put it in my back pocket and save it for a rainy day. Yeah, I think a sleeper team is the Dolphins, too, for fantasy because, like, they're exciting. They I got hate a new their coach. backfield, though. I hate it. Uh, well, I want to touch on their backfield <laughs> at some point. Maybe not in this episode, but I, I'm interested in this very risk aversion risk reward Miami Dolphins offense yeah I think there's a lot risk and reward in this to go around right do you have another player Jamar Chase as a regress yeah okay I want you to talk on that he's not a rookie no more um I did I mean his numbers are crazy I don't do you remember what they were wasn't it like 1400 yeah 14 like how many 18 touchdowns or something yeah uh I think there he's a known commodity now i mean if he's that guy he's that guy but i'm talking those numbers were nuts like every game was a 70 yard touchdown um it's just hard for me to see it i don't know i mean small regression i still think he's great i mean top three i'm just saying i don't think he touches the numbers that he put up last year and i think t higgins has proved himself to be you know a very good wide receiver too so maybe mm-hmm. Uh, we're forgetting about him a little bit. Shh, shh, shh. Oh, Don't tell your dad. I love T. Higgins, man, oh, just as man. a player. But I do, I mean, would you take Jamar Chase in the first round? Top 12? You know me, man. I can't do it. You wouldn't do it? Uh, Top 12? Yeah, like first round. You see Jamar Chase is on the board. Shoot, dude. Maybe. I don't, I don't see a scenario where I do that because – for you, those of you that don't know, I'm a running back, running back, running back all the way in the early rounds. Um, I rarely take 
I mean, you can ask Luke. I rarely take uh, anyone other than a but running back. You don't think this is a season where things kind of change a little bit after what we saw him do his rookie year, after we saw what Cup did, after we saw what Adams did the year no, before? No, I think, I think fantasy football is changing in that way, and I think there's going to be wide receivers um, picked in the first round. But uh, while everyone's zigging, I'm going to zag, dude. I'm going to stick with what's worked for me. Who do you think has a bigger, bigger chance – of regressing Cooper Cup from what he did last year or Jamar Chase from what he did last year? Uh, Cooper Cup. Okay. Because Cooper Cup put up, like Jamar put up crazy numbers, but Cooper put up record-breaking, freak-a-leak, disgustingly disturbed, malnutrition, cosmopolitan, sherbet ice cream numbers I've ever seen, dude. Yeah, I think that's fair. Going into this year, if you had to place a bet on who has more fantasy points, would it be Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase? Hmm. Uh, you know what? I'll say Jamar Chase. Yeah, I agree. Jamar Chase, man. I think the touchdown's a different thing for him. I don't know. For some reason, like, yeah, he's an obvious regress candidate, like you said, but I don't know. I mean, I love Justin Jefferson, but, like, Jamar Chase is probably the better player of the two. And Joe Burrow is better than Kirk Cousins. It's a better offense. I think Jamar Chase could very easily be the receiver one. I think that I'm being uh, like mean because I like all these players and I think they'll put up great numbers. But like maybe like the regression could be very small. Yeah, instead of 18, it could be 16. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm not trying to like downplay how great these guys are, except for Debo. <laughs> Um, and I also have, uh, I don't even know if this counts, really. Mac Jones. Okay. Uh, I just, I, maybe this isn't fantasy, but I just don't think he's that good of a quarterback. And I think, I don't think the Patriots are going to be that good. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so you're not interested in them at all in fantasy? No, I don't want anything to do with any Patriots at all. Zero? Zero. I don't, Damian anybody- Harris is the only one that I'd even sniff. Devontae Parker's not interesting. Hunter no. Henry? No. Maybe it's maybe Hunter Henry. Is Johnny Smith still there? Yeah. Yeah, he got that. I think it was a four-year deal. Kendrick Bourne? No. J- uh, Jacoby Myers? I think the Patriots are going to stink. What do you mean by stink? Like, win like six games? Six or, yeah, seven, eight. Huh, interesting. I don't think they go. I think they regress as a team. You don't think Mac Jones gets better from his rookie year? You think he gets worse? It's, I just I don't I don't think he's that yeah I don't I don't know sophomore slump. All right yeah let's let's move on to the next one I got. I have one more man. Oh sorry, Hunter Renfro. Okay yeah that's a good one. Just because Devontae Adams and uh, they, they they have this brother wealth I think he's still a viable fantasy option but for uh, PPR leagues and stuff but uh, you know he was he, awesome last year yeah he was incredible. There's no but Devontae is gonna take a lot right. of that off him. And then Wall, I mean Waller didn't leave. Mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro, would you rather have Hunter Renfro or Devonte Smith? Hunter Renfro, really? Yeah. So you're not that low. You just think he's not going to do what he did last year? Yeah, I'm not that low. I still like him. Would you rather have him or Amon Ross St. Brown for Detroit? Renfro? Yeah. I'm going to say Hunter Renfro. Would you rather have Hunter Renfro or Gabriel Davis? Hunter Renfro. Dang, okay, you're high on him. Okay. 
I like it though. He's he was awesome last year. He I deserves like, it. I, I think I think he has a special rapport with Derek. I agree. Carr. And the Raiders were your sleeper team, so I respect it. Yeah. So I'm I'm double downing on him, but interesting. Um CD Lamb. I want to talk about him. He's a very important receiver in the fantasy world right now. Mari Cooper's gone. Gallup's hurt. Gallup's hurt. Well, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Will we see 150 targets for CeeDee Lamb? What do you expect from CeeDee Lamb? Is he a top 10 receiver, top 5 receiver? What's going on? CD? Yeah. Does he see 150 targets? Uh, not top 5. Okay. Uh, I'd say top 10 for sure. I, I like him. I lick my chops. Uh yeah, he's he's up there. But I, get, I have this. I know everyone's in on CD Lamb, but I have this weird feeling. This is where we see him become a superstar, because he he has that. He has that potential, right? Yeah, he has the potential to be a superstar, but I think this is the year. It's either gonna happen this year. Or it's never really gonna happen. Does that make sense? That's kind of how I feel. No, this is definitely his year. This is the year. Yeah, one hundred percent. Moving out of Mari Cooper, he's the number one. That offensive is high powered, mm-hmm. and, and I mean he's gonna inherit a lot, a lot, a lot of action. So and he's 150 he's targets over under 150 targets under. So he won't get he won't go crazy like that. I mean. No, I don't think he's gonna go crazy, crazy. All right, but I mean if he does, man. Mike Evans or CeeDee Lamb? CeeDee Lamb. Devontae Adams or CeeDee Lamb? Devontae Adams. Diggs or CeeDee Lamb? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stefan Diggs. T. Higgins or CeeDee Lamb? CeeDee Lamb. Terry Kill or CeeDee Lamb? CeeDee Lamb. Okay, so you have him like between five and seven probably. Yeah, he's up there. That's what I would say. Would you be licking your chops if he's on the board in like th- round three or four? Oh, dude, I'd be... Uh, you know, licking my So fingers. you're in on him big time, all right. I mean, how can you not? I don't... Oh, I'm in love, dude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, even with Amari Cooper, he was pretty special, you know? All right. He's like, he's like Amari Cooper, but more explosive and... Younger. Younger. I just, yeah. I mean, I don't really like him as a player in real life. Like, I don't, I could care less about him. He looks like an extraterrestrial. And he's not like a super freak. I mean, he he's has a like, little guy. He has great catches. He's got fantastic hands, but he's not like uh, we don't see like those like sixty-yard touchdowns. Like he's not like Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he's not a he, yeah, he's not a freak. 
But he's like a freak. He's a baby freak. He's like a F-R-E-Q freak. Yeah, he's like an F1 formula driver, baby lotion. I have another interesting question because I know how you feel about drafting quarterbacks. Yeah. You like to wait. You're a late round QB guy. Yeah, I find the diamond in the rough. Are we pivoting this year to trying to get one of those elite quarterbacks? See, it's so hard for me. Like, It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. And it's like, but I'm trying to force myself because I think I need, I'm tired of living life the way I've been living it. Especially seeing from last year. I had Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I've been getting away with drafting late. I got Josh Allen two years ago in the 10th round. Um, but I think there, there's more of a... There's there's more to gain from drafting a good quarterback. Right. And not having to suffer through like a Kirk Cousins or a Stafford. Like you have one Dak. of the elite ones that you can pencil in 20 you know, like you don't have to, you know, cry a little bit, you know what I mean? So I think I am going to work on my mock this off season and see how I can incorporate sneaking one of those, uh, you know, higher top tier quarterbacks into my roster without making it seem like I'm wasting a pick or, you know, I could have had the, this running back or this wide receiver, but I chose, you know, I want to make sure i have the perfect that's always like recipe the, the biggest regret and like going up and getting like a quarterback in the fifth round or sixth round is like you'll draft Dang, someone there's someone and yeah. then yeah there'd be like elijah mitchell that went or something you know yeah. what i mean and it's like dang like looking back like why did i do that but but if you have that quarterback that you can count on week in and week out i mean there's nothing like it it's i know every safety blanket every draft is different but what would be like the earliest that you would draft an elite quarterback? Um, after the fifth round. So maybe like the sixth round you would be looking at? Yeah, like, I'd have to get my my uh, foundation, my running backs, wide receiver. It's like for like for me, I mean, I'm sure all of you know, but I, it's hard for me to take like a quarterback or a tight end early. It's all about running back, wide receiver for me, man. I'm a... I'm a you know, I still read the newspaper, you know, I still wipe standing up, like things like that, man, it's hard for me to change, dude. Would there be a specific quarterback you'd be targeting in the sixth round this year? Uh, I mean, I, I have thoughts of some, yeah. It, so you I would, like Jalen Hurts. You would just kind of have like a tier. So you would probably have, I mean, obviously like Allen, Jackson, Herbert, Mahomes, Murray, Hurts, Watson. You'd probably be looking for one of those quarterbacks. You yeah. wouldn't necessarily be targeting one, but like if they one of those were available. No, I'd have yeah. If my my the way I would draft one is if it if it if they fell in my lap and I felt like this was a good a spot. good t- yeah. I'm not reaching. If anything, they fell, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of this. I'm not, I don't want to feel like I'm reaching, and I never will reach for a quarterback. Mark my words. Give me. Liberty or give me death. Yeah, I'm with you. I kind of want an elite quarterback too, but it's just so hard because the quarterback, I feel like, hasn't been this deep in so long. I mean, you can get Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott. Like Those are the top 12. Tom Brady, you know, Russell Wilson. Like It's just so deep that to where like you could reach for a 
you know, a Kyler Murray, but then you could have waited four or five rounds and just drafted like Stafford or Derek Carr. And then they have like a great year. Like you said, if Derek Carr has one of these crazy years, then like it would kind of would have been a wasted pick because like I could have gotten Carr five rounds later. Or like a Joe Burrow <coughs> or something, you know? Yeah, I don't love Joe Burrow for fantasy wise, but like he, I would. I want a Konami code, man. I would draft Joe Burrow for fantasy. I don't love him. Like I'm not going out of my way to get him, but if he fell, sure. I don't want to be stuck with Trevor Lawrence, dude, or Trey Lance. I'm in on Trey Lance. Come don't on, get me man. Wrong. Don't, don't get me on that. But I'm not going out of my way to. I don't know. I don't yeah, really want Aaron Rodgers. I like that idea. Actually, I'm just gonna wait for Trey Lance then. We'll see what happens. Because he's not going to go in top 10. No, is he's he? not. But, it, I mean, is he? Yeah. <laughs> what about Justin Fields? I'm not touching anyone on Chicago. Konami code. I do like that. Cortland Sutton or Marquise Brown? Dang. Uh, I don't know. I like Marquise Brown. I like Marquise Brown. He's without DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games of the season. He's big play. He's shown that he's a you know kind of an all-around wide receiver, um, and he'll be the number one with not really a lot going on around him. Uh, Ron Dale, Dale Ron, Moore, Zach Ertz, the McBride kid from Colorado State, AJ Green's back. I know that, uh, but he's old. Um, Cortland Sutton, man. Um, I don't know. That one's really tough. I love this question. These are the two of my favorite players this year to draft. Um, yeah, I'd give a slight edge to Marquise Brown just because of the first six games, but I like Cortland Sutton a lot too. Yeah, I think it's a good fit for Marquise Brown too because like, the Cardinals have shown that they like to throw the ball down the field. With Christian Kirk and Hopkins, they have that like downfield mentality. And like Kyler Murray can extend the plays and stuff. And Marquise Brown, he's going to be really good. Cortland Sutton is going to be a dog. He's going to be one of them dogs. Roof, roof. I'm, I'm, I think I'd take Cortland Sutton here, man. I'm, skittle, I'm, skittle whiskers. If he can be Russell Wilson's DK, you know, that's that's a top 12 receiver. If he can get back to what we saw, what, his second year, I think it was? I don't know. Yeah, just getting... Going from Drew Locke to Russell Wilson for Cortland Sutton, I think, is a big time. Because there would be games where he would disappear. But I, it's hard for me to see that happening again. I know they have Judy there, too. But Cortland Sutton's a big-body guy. I feel like he's going to score the touchdowns. Russell Wilson's good, good quarterback. The thing that scares me off from Cortland is that the Broncos have a lot more viable options. Okay. In the passing game with Albert O., K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, you know? I don't know who Russell will have his favorites or what, you know? K.J. similar to Tyler Lockett. You know, there's just a lot going on. I feel like Marquise Brown is more like, you know, that guy for the Cardinals. Yeah, you K.J. Hamler is similar to Tyler Lockett, but who's most similar to D.K.? Tim Patrick. Cortland Sutton. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's, he's going to love Cortland Sutton. I, I 100 like I'm doubling down. I know for a fact that he's going to love Cortland Sutton. Co- Cortland Sutton's going to be the number 1 receiver. I'll put it down in 2022. I'm putting my foot down on it. No, I Cortland Sutton will be a top 12 receiver in fantasy this year. 
Oh, I didn't know we were doing bold predictions, dude. I like it, man. Run it. Cortland. I'm not kidding, dude. I'm serious. I think Marquise Brown will have, like, spike weeks. One game, 24 fantasy points. One week, six, eight, whatever. But I think over the course of a whole season, Cortland Sutton's going to have more touchdowns. And he's going to have a really good fantasy season. But I love both players, and I understand picking either one. That's why I kind of asked. What's the difference between a piglet and a baby pig? Uh, one's got antlers. Nothing. There's not? No, there's no difference. They're about the same. Yeah. Are there any rookie receivers that are intriguing to you? Is John Metzian, John Mechie in Houston intriguing? John, yeah, he's intrigued. It's definitely intriguing. I'm interested too, man. Um, I'm interested in Traylon Burke in okay. Tennessee. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also interested in Drake London. Right. I'm also interested in Alave. Yes, me too. And I'm also interested in Garrett Wilson. What about Sky Moore? I think there's a lot of... Sky Moore also. There's a lot of interesting rookie wide receivers. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing who, you know... There's always that one surprise rookie that no one really knows, and it's Alec Pierce. Oh, is it? No, I don't know, but... uh, like one of them's gonna poop the bed, like and we're not gonna hear from him until. You know who it might be, honestly. Garrett Wilson. Uh, Jalen Tolbert. Oh, the Cowboys. Yeah. The he's from uh, an HBCU. Right. I love him. Light skinned dude. Yeah, six four, yeah. one hundred ninety yeah. pounds. Yeah, six three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it might be him. That's my boy. Okay, cool. Yeah, remember we talked about him in the draft. Yeah, I think he might. Langhorn Slam. He might be one of those like uh, week three pickup waiver wire guys or something. Yeah, I like him. I like that. When does Gallup get back? Will he be ready for the beginning of the it season? It sounds like he's gonna be on the pup, so he might miss the first six weeks of the season. Tolbert. So it'll be Tolbert. And oh, I'm not even talking about Mike Tolbert no more. Yeah, I think maybe he can be that guy, man. Uh. Who, if you had to place a bet, which which receiver will score the most fantasy points? Justin Jefferson. No, rookie receiver. Oh, rookie? Yeah, sorry. Traylon Burt. Okay, you walk that to the bank? Yeah, I'll walk it to the bank right now. So, with all the amount of rookies, I'm expecting the rookie with the most fantasy points will probably have over 1,000 yards, would you say? Yeah. Do you expect more than like eight touchdowns? Over under eight touchdowns for Burks. Under. So like, would you say like a thousand yards, six touchdowns? Yeah, a thousand fifty-five yards and six touchdowns. Okay, so he's on your draft board. You you are you going he's, out of your way to get him? No. Um. I don't do that with rookie wide receivers. I do it with rookie running backs. Which rookie? Can run- I tell you? Can I give you a, a fact? Yes. Every um, number one running back for the past how many years has been under 25. Say that again? Oh, in, in age? Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, Todd Gurley. Najee. Najee. Was he not number one or something? No, nah, Taylor was for sure. Um, yeah, they've been under 25. Saquon. McCaffrey. McCaffrey. So who is it this year? I'm not sure. Yeah, you are sure. Which running back will score the most fantasy points? Rookie. Rookie, rookie running back, sorry. Brees Hall. 
Okay, you said that with a lot of confidence. But I also like uh, the guy from the Falcons. Oh, really? Tyler Algerier. Okay, yeah, I like him too. Because I think, you know, Mike Davis ain't there. Um, Cordero. Cordero's a, you know, Swiss Army knife, but he's a real running back, and I like, I think they'll give him a lot of reps, a lot of carries. Yeah, I think player profiler compared him. He's most comparable to, like, Zach Moss, so, like, he's a grinder. Like you can, Zach Moss stinks. Yeah, I mean, but, like, his, his athleticism and his, like, all his metrics are similar to Zach Moss. That's why he's comparable to him. Like, he can be a better player. I mean, I'm just I'm just giving out his best comparable. But, like, to me, like, Zach Moss, though, is a guy who can handle the rock 20 times in, in between the tackles. And I think Algier was, like, a really good pass catcher, too, in college. I think he's he's really known for that, too, so. Who do you think? Is a- I like Algier a lot. Like, he could be a waiver wire pickup at some point. I just don't like the offense. No, of course. But as far as opportunity, opportunity yeah. and stuff like that, I like that. I'm surprised you didn't say James Cook. Shh. I thought that was going to be a guy you had on that. Yeah, I'm still waiting out, out that one because I want to see how they use him in training camp and stuff. And, like, I want to hear reports and – like, moving forward, how are they going to use him? Right. Because, uh, boy, howdy, if they use him like I'd use him, he'd be the number one running back in the NFL. Which rookie running back? I think, I mean, obviously, Brees Hall, I think, is the guy. That's the I mean, easy answer. That's easy. But I think the sleeper one is Rashad White. Tampa Bay. Arizona State? Yeah. Yeah, everyone seems to be on him. I love him. Why? Is he Three down back. Nah, nah, he's better than Rojo. Man. I know, but is he the Rojo in that offense? There's too many, too Dude, many if, running if backs. Dude, if Leonard Fournette goes down and he gets the job, and he's because he's a three down guy, he's big body, he can catch, he's very, he's good, dude. I, I'm very intrigued. Rashad White will be on my radar, even in my draft. Like I, if he could be my last pick, I'd be fine with it. Just the flyer, being in that offense. Um, you know, maybe maybe if I draft Leonard Fournette, I I scoop him up as my last pick as a handcuff, and like because Leonard Fournette hasn't been healthy exactly really, but uh, I think he's just such a good player and he profiles to be a three down back in the NFL. I'm interested. I think Rashad White could be a sleeper to score the most fantasy points as a rookie. Can I ask you a question? Please, man, I love it. How do you feel about Devin Duvernay? Devin Duvernay. The wide receiver from the Ravens. Now that Hollywood Brown's gone, Rashad Bateman's the man. But Devin Duvernay. I don't I don't know. I like him as a player. Is he worth fantasy relevance at all? He might be. I just for the Ra- the Ravens are a run first team. Lamar's in a great passer. So like he he'll be at best the number three target outside of Andrews and Bateman so like do I really want the number three in Baltimore maybe I mean if I've seen it someone's got to fill in for Hollywood Brown too I like Duvernay I like him too I think he's asleep they have a lot of good and, young and he, they have players. chemistry together uh, yeah he's a good special teamer too he'll, he'll be at the play he's handsome as heck and then James Prochet Tylen Wallace they have some interesting young players, Baltimore does, at receiver. But Rashad Bateman, I mean, he's a breakout re- receiver of the year, man. That He's going to be the guy. You have to get Rashad Bateman. I'm going to be honest. 
Yeah, I know I this agree. is a spoiler, but he's going to be the breakout tight end of the year. Top Who? 24, he's going to be a receiver Who? too. Rashad Bateman, I believe it. Wide receiver? Yeah. You said tight end. Oh, sorry, dude. I'm all over. But yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, dude, this isn't news to no one, dude. I know, but like, honestly, like, would you rather have Terry McLaurin or Rashad Bateman? Like, honestly. Terry McLaurin. Would you rather have DK Metcalf or Bateman? I mean, honestly. Bateman. Would you rather have Darnell Mooney or Bateman? Bateman. Would you rather have Juju or Bateman? Bateman. Yeah, see, you know what I mean? Like, he's... I mean, I'm taking Allen Robinson over him. Like, honestly, like, if him and Terry McLaurin on the board, I might be... I probably wouldn't hesitate to take Rashad Bateman. Can I ask you a question about the Seahawks wide receivers? Yes. How far How far have they fallen? I don't really want them. I don't really want them either, but... I've seen Drew Locke produce fantasy numbers for wide receivers. Cortland Sutton. Yeah, I guess if you're going to get one DK. Like, It'd be DK for sure. But like, I, I think Tyler Lockett takes the big a big hit. Me too. But I think DK could be fine, but I don't think he should be. I mean, it definitely dropped his He's stock. Like- yeah, like he like before, like he was like a top twelve pick. And like to me now, he's like a receiver three. Like he, like, he's a guy you have on your team as like your third or fourth receiver. Mm-hmm. You put him. I think in, he can. You put him in your flex. You know. I what mean, I, mean? I can see him being a very solid number two. I don't think so, two. dude. I mean, Drew Locke's a gunslinger, dude. I honestly would prefer Geno Smith. Oh god, dude! Last year, the, what Geno Smith played what two or three games? He locked on to DK. DK got hella targets. Really? Yeah. He loved throwing to DK. Well, we'll see who wins the battle. But I, at the same time, like, Seattle's defense stinks, so they might be trailing in, like, some of those blowout games, you know, like being down, having to come back. And, like, DK's the number one. He's going to get fantasy points. So, yeah, you're making a good case for him. What about Travis Etienne? What about him? You like him? I'd love him. Really? Yeah. How much do you love him? More than most, I feel like. Top 20? Yeah. Top 15? No, 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 no. What do you like about him? Doug Peterson? I like him because I think, uh, what's his name? James Robinson had that Achilles injury. It sounds like he's going to miss a lot of the season. He won't be back in time. And he's already back, dude. He's already He was at OTAs today. And uh, I watched a, a clip of Trevor Lawrence throwing him the ball. Like they, He was Trevor Lawrence's like, favorite target in college. If you guys remember a little bit of that. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, fantasy points comes from opportunity, touches, skill. He's got all three right now this year. And, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, we could look at it. He could be like that breakout freak because, I mean, he's a freak, like in terms of his skills. Yeah. He's a home run hitter, you know. And if if he's playing three downs with James Robinson out, I mean, dude, you he's a guy you have to fall in love with, I feel like. I like Etienne. And, like, the Jaguars should be better, you know? Mm, Barth. So, I like that one, too. Uh, see, uh, my my problem is, like, yeah, am I willing to take the gamble on Etienne over, like, Elijah Mitchell? Would you? Never. What about, like, J.K. Dobbins? Never. Cam Akers? No. I got a good one. Brees Hall or Travis Etienne? Etienne. Really? Yeah. I, I'm not. I don't know if I'll draft Brees Hall. Honestly, maybe like, you're off of him. I'm not really like. 
everyone seems to be on him. I'm not really on him. Like, and I love rookie running backs. I can vouch, but I don't know. I don't know how I Is feel about Is that because him. you're not super familiar with him? I just don't know what the running back situation is going to look like in New York, man. That's fair. Have you ever been naked in a forest? Fully naked? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I could say I have. What happened? I don't know. It's weird, man, because when your clothes are off, you feel itchy, even though you probably aren't super itchy, but your body starts to feel a little You feel like things are crawling on you, huh? Yeah, you do. It's a strange thing. That's what I feel like with Brees Hall. I feel butt naked in the forest, and I feel him crawling. <laughs> I feel like He's crawling on you? I feel him crawling on me, man. Like, I want to like him. and I, You know, because I have that special thing for rookie running backs. I'm the rookie running back whisperer. I self-claim. No one's ever called me that. I'm saying this to myself. I'm not showing a lot of humility. No, but I can say that you are, too, yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I need one of them, dude. I need one of them. So, Brees Hall's the one. Yeah, that's the one, like, if I was going to claim a rookie running back. You should claim him. You're going to miss out. Uh, he's a he's a beast. He's Jonathan Taylor on the Jets. Next time we're close in the forest, bub. Uh, do a little more on Brees Hall for me. I will. Travis Etienne or Antonio Gibson? You're down on Antonio Gibson. What? I like Antonio Gibson. You like him more than Etienne? I'm back in. I strapped back in. Him or Etienne? I like Antonio Gibson. All right. Will you... Uh, Elaborate, please. Um, first of all, Antonio Gibson has proved that he's a good running back in this league. Has he not? No, he's good. Okay, then. Etienne is an unknown commodity on a stinky team. I think the commanders are better situation. Um, I don't like the fact that J.D. McKissick is back. They drafted a running back in the third round? Yeah, I don't like that either, but actually, you know, I'm tucking myself out of it just thinking about it. Etienne is going, there is no J.D. McKissick in Jack in Jacksonville, so he will be that. He'll get the pass-catching opportunity. Right. I'm going with Antonio Gibson. Really? Yeah. All right. You Do you expect, like, similar to what he did last year? Or, like... I mean, dude, because if he's not Did he have 1,000 yards last year? I'm sure he did. Total. He had to have. My, my problem is, though, like, if, if, the, if the role is similar, right? So, J.D. McKissick's going to be playing third down, two-minute drill. That's J.D. McKissick. But now they bring in Brian Robinson, who's a huge running back between the tackles. Is he the goal line, like, short yardage guy? So, like, are we only seeing Gibson between the 20s? Like, first and second down? Like, I don't. Like, if he's not catching passes, I don't really want him. To be honest, but he's dynamic, man. Yeah, he's awesome. But that's not the that's not what I'm saying. How do we know that Brian Robinson is just going to come in and take all the goal line and stuff? I don't know if he'll take goal line, but he's gonna. I mean, he has to play third round pick. He was awesome at Alabama. He's like, he's good enough to play. Is my problem? He's not going to get. I mean, he's not going to take the job from Antonio Gibson. I don't think he's that type of guy, but. He brings a different skill set in terms of just being a bruiser. I mean, we saw it at Alabama. This dude's angry, man. He's. You ever been fly fishing in a stream? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, then you wouldn't know the feeling. I wouldn't know. But at the same time, I think Antonio Gibson is interesting. <laughs> because, like, what if he falls like to like the sixth round? 
RB, he could be their flex or something. You're right. That's what. That's. What I mean, yeah. Th- I I see, I see where you're coming from, but I just don't see how they can go from Antonio Gibson to. You know they did. They just move away from him. I don't see why. He's their best option. He's still better than Brian Robinson. Yeah, he is. J.D. McKissick's just a little shoe fly. Don't bother me, man. Yeah, but they use him though. That's I the problem. T- I wish. Like you- I said, fantasy points, talent, opportunity. You know those running backs are real buzz kills. All right, someone had to say it. Yeah, have you ever been uh, jumping? Have you ever jumped from an airplane with a parachute on? <laughs> no, I haven't. And the parachute doesn't come out. It's a real buzz kill, man. And these running backs are buzz kills, man. I don't like them. Jamie McKissick, get a real job, dude. That's fair, man. He should have went to Buffalo, man. Go be a wide receiver, dude. If you can only catch balls, golly. He was he was good last year though. He was really good. <laughs> I'm just saying he's a buzzkill. He is. Okay, that's we're talking about Gibson, so yeah. that's fair. I'm not taking. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Miles Sanders? Is this a make or break year? And I think we've definitely. been saying that though, but no, yeah, it's definitely a make or break. If he can stay healthy, he looked really good at the uh, end of last season. Uh, I just. He's hurt my heart many times, and uh, I don't want to talk about him. Is there? Could there be a scenario where he's maybe just not that good, or is it just like? I injuries? think I've seen too much for him just to not be good. He's good. Okay. He can be good. He just—he's uh, always hurt. That's like true. we've seen him bust. We—he's good. I want to talk about Miami Dolphins backfield. Oh gosh, that garbage disposal. What's your problem with it? There's too many dudes. Okay. Miles Gaskin's not even gonna be on the team. Yeah, he will. He's not gonna make the cut. Yeah, he's better than Sonny. Well, so who's in there? Um uh, Sheesh, uh, who'd they say? Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Gaskins, and Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle's now on there? Yeah, they signed him. One year, two million. What am I supposed to do with that? What I don't know what to do with that. I think I think Gaskin's cheap, and I think he's the young younger. I mean, he's obviously younger than Michelle and Mostert. That's the guy you want in the backfield is Gaskin? No, 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 no. Oh. I think he makes the team just because he's cheaper and he's younger, and he's probably better than Michelle at this point. But they, they drafted pay, him. They paid Michelle. Yeah, but, like, they need, like, that fourth guy. Like, to me, Mich- this Michelle signing is a sign of M- Mostert. Mostert's coming off a career, uh, season-ending injury last year. Like, maybe he's not even 100%. Like maybe he doesn't even make it through camp. So they brought in Michelle just to learn the book, just in case Mostert's not ready. And, uh, I mean, you need to carry three running backs. So who's the guy you want in that Chase backfield? Edmonds. Why couldn't they just sign Chase Edmonds and that be That's it? That's the trick, dude. It's Chase Edmonds. Don't be scared. It's Chase Edmonds. I'm scared, dude. Let me draft Chase Edmonds. I want Chase Edmonds. They, they gave him the most money. What two year twelve million? He's making six million a year. The other two are making twelve. Are making two million a year. So he's making three times as much. He's younger, and we sh- he, we saw last year what he's capable of doing in an offense. They get Mike McDaniel, so they're bringing him over. And what he what he did to Elijah Mitchell, he loves those explosive running backs, and they love. They're gonna get him involved. He's gonna be very good. They even drafted Trey Sermon in the third round and Mitchell Wett in the sixth round. And what'd they do? They put Trey Sermon in the doghouse because he's not explosive. 
That's what's going to happen to Michelle. That's what's going to happen to Mostert. They're not explosive anymore, man. They're old. They're dusted. Their knees are busted out. They gave Chase Edmonds the big dollars. He's the number one. Tua, what did Miles Gaskin do last year? Shoot, he, there was a game where he caught, what, 10 passes? Stonk, go. Who's better, Chase Edmonds? If Chase Edmonds is getting that role and he's catching those passes, he's way better than Miles Gaskin. We saw it last year. The offense is better. Tua's going to throw to him. Give me Chase Edmonds. Have you ever shaken a Tibetan monk's hand? I've never seen one before, man. I just felt like I shook a Tibetan monk's hand by what you just said. I'm back on board with yes. Chase Edmonds. Everyone Thank should you. be back in on Chase Edmonds. Don't sleep. He's he's a great player. He's in a great, great opportunity, great offense. Get him on your fantasy team. Looks like the top of Ron Rivera's belt stinks. Ron Rivera's? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's ripped, dude. Dude, he's an amazing person, man. He beat cancer. Congrats, bro. Yeah, he did. Wow. Don't ever underestimate upstream. I, I never will, dude. What he did in Carolina, man. He's going to do it in Washington, too. You have any more fantasy stuff? Uh, I think Allen Robinson is the guy. Over Cooper Cup. No. Top 20? Yes. Oh, I think so, too. Top 10. No. Yeah. What about Cooper Cup? Top 10, top 1, 2, 3. Uh, maybe. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I wouldn't go that far. I'd say top 20. Allen Robinson <laughs> go ahead. is going to absolutely smash faces this year, and you guys aren't even ready for it. No, I want trust him, me, I want I'm him ready. on every single team. Alan I'm Robinson. ready for it, dude. You had Odell last year. You know exactly what it was like to have someone on the Rams. Don't kiss me and tell me I'm pretty. What happened to Robert Woods, two, what, two years ago when he broke out? He went crazy. Yeah. Alan Robinson's better than Robert Woods. Robert Woods doesn't count. No, but what? Stafford's there now. Yeah, but what I'm I'm saying, but like in that Sean offense, McVay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's better. He's a bigger body guy. Cooper Cup is is fairly big, but Allen Robinson is like a the way he can like move his body in midair, crazy catches one on one. Allen Robinson's gonna be so darn good, it's gonna be crazy, dude. He he put up top twelve receiver numbers with Bortles, and uh, two years ago Blaine Gabbert back then in the Jacksonville Jaguar days. He comes in, he's a Matthew Stafford's number two target. He was good on the Bears. Oh my gosh. Do you guys not understand what's going on? Yeah, we. I understand. Oh, my gosh. I want him over A.J. Brown. I want him over Michael Thomas. I want him over Deontay Johnson. I want him over Amari Cooper. Ke- dude, I want him over Keenan Allen. Dude, you're, you're revealing too much. I'm, okay. This you're, is at the end. Just, no one's probably listening now. No, there's millions of people out there. No one's listening to this. Shouts out to you guys, man. We love you, man. I do want Michael Pittman over him, though. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing that. That's like really insider information. I don't think you meant to say all that, but you did. Thank you. You don't think I'm in it? No, I think you meant it, but I don't know if you should have said it over the airwaves, man. Why? I want people to help. Screen sniper. You guys know who I want now, man. I'm going to snipe them at the draft this year, boys. This one's for you. I'm going to take them before you, dude. Alan Robinson, first round. I'm going to take them before. There's no way you're taking them over those guys I just named. Now I am. (laughs) <laughs> you got me convinced, dude. <laughs> He's going to be on my team. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean. Is that all you have for fan 
See, um, you don't want to talk about anything else? No, I have a uh, Luke's layer. All right, I'd like to hear it. All right, uh, we can finish the podcast with another episode of Luke's layer. This happens when Luke's been sweating. And his endorphins are flowing, and his mind is all over the place. You get really interesting things that come out of his mouth. The quote is, English is not real. (laughs) It's made up. And I asked Luke, how do we speak and understand it? And he answered, Spanish. Can you elaborate on that? (laughs) I didn't expect you to have that one, man. Of all the things that you have written down, man, you keep that one. Yeah, that one struck me, man. I didn't... I wanted to know more. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, I can't really answer that with a a very clear answer, man, because... I mean, I get in those modes, man. You know how I am. I mean, after a workout... Are you saying there's no water to this one? Well, hold maybe a little bit. I mean, if maybe a little bit, because <laughs> I mean, English is made up, made up words that we just decided on, you know, like giraffe, like like zebra. But then I asked you, how do we speak and understand it? And you answered Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that English came from Spanish? No, I have no idea. I think it did. I mean, I think it has a mix, some Spanish in it. Yeah, I'm sure a few words do. I like, think uh, English is a mixture of many different languages. But you think that Spanish had the biggest influence <laughs> in the English language. I think, I think am, I, am I grasping at straws right now? Yeah, I think so, because <laughs> when we were talking about English, I guess I was just thinking of language. And Spanish was the first one that came to my mind. Uh, uh, well, I just want to say that was, you know, that hit me. <laughs> I'm glad I could inspire you. Yeah, it is inspiring. Even <laughs> you didn't <laughs> really explain it. But uh, dude, that, I mean, dude, you know, like after a workout, I get in those weird modes where, I mean, you can catch me slipping, dude, because none of my stuff makes sense. You know, I just say things that come to my mind and it has no correlation to anything that involves anything. Well, let me tell you, man, I, I think I speak for the viewers as well as myself. and I say, you're a treasure, man, and don't ever change. I won't, man. This is who I am, man. You got to take it for what it is. Thank you. That was another episode of Luke's Lair, and it was also another episode of Forget What You Heard. Thank you guys for listening. We got fantasy coming hard and heavy every week from here on out we only have um you know the conference finals and then the nba finals and it's strictly you know we're going to be hammering away on that fantasy man that's our favorite thing to do so stay tuned we love you guys thank you for the support uh it means a lot and thank you guys peace love and happiness dan campbell's under the bed